Good morning and welcome to another People's Church at Home service. I'm so glad you were able to join us today. My name is Mondi Kele and I will be your host for today. And before we go any further, I'd like to take a moment to encourage you with the following portion of scripture, which is taken from Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 and 8. And this is what it says. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the river that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. To this tree, it doesn't matter what happens above ground because it knows that it is connected to the source below ground. And right now, in the world, things are pretty hectic above ground. But we as believers, as the children of God, we also do not need to be shaken by the things that are happening above ground because we know that we are connected to the source below ground. And our source is God. Our source is the Lord Jesus Christ. And right now we're going to go into a message, an offering message that is going to be given by Mr. Valimpini. And straight after that, Pastor Kulu is going to bring us today's sermon. Let us just pray and prepare our hearts before we begin. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Lord God, thank you so much that your word is life, that your word is light, that your word lights up the path so that we may see, Father God, where we are walking. We pray, Lord, as we are about to go into your word today, that you may help us to open our ears, to open our eyes, to open our hearts, to open ourselves, Lord, to receive what you have for us today. I pray, Father, that everything that is, that is spoken from your word, Lord Jesus, that it may change us, that it may challenge us, and that it may make us better people than we are right now. I pray all this in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Good morning, brethren. Welcome to our Sunday morning service in the month of January 2021. I hope you are all doing well. I hope you are all doing fine. Yes, we are going through a very difficult time. Some have lost their loved ones. Some of their loved ones hospitalized. Some they have recovered. Yes, indeed, it's such a difficult time. Even myself, uh, I was not spared from this pandemic. Where so many uh, family members who have uh, contracted this virus, some have been hospitalized, even almost lost my mother so i understand what you guys are going through because i've been down that road however i will read a verse that encourages us to praise god in the midst of storms in the midst of uh, uh, trials tribulation, tribulations and difficult times the verse is found in hebrews 13 verses 15 to 16. it reads as follows by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good, to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. The verse encourages us to offer our sacrifice. What kind of sacrifice that we are supposed to offer? It is a sacrifice of our praise, which is referred to as our food fruit of our lips so we need to praise god continually 
whether we are going through difficult times or good times. We have also to do good, good to other brethren, especially during this difficult time. We are expected to or encouraged to call brethren who are going through difficult times, if possible, visit them, encourage them, evangelize them. Even those who are not church, those who are not uh, believing, let's preach the word, the good news to them. This pleases God. Yes, someone may ask and argue that it's difficult to do so. But you are remind, can I remind you of Paul and Silas who were locked in the inner cell? They praised God, they sang to God, and the gates of, 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 uh, of the prison swam open and they were delivered. So let's continue to praise God with our lips that is an acceptable that is an acceptable sacrifice let's also do good to our brethren let's continue to support our church financially and otherwise let's bring all the tithes and all the offering to the storehouse so that there will be food in the house of the lord thank you brethren let's pray Father God Almighty, we come before you, praying, Lord God Almighty, that you may touch our hearts, that may comfort us, that may heal us, Lord God Almighty. We pray that you may give us hope during such difficult times, Lord God Almighty, as we fix our eyes to you and I'll take them away from uh, such problems such as coronavirus and even from these uh, cyclones, uh, Eloise, we know that as we fix them to you, Lord God Almighty, we are going to give us breakthroughs. We pray that Father God Almighty may mend our hearts, our broken hearts, our hearts which are heavy with grief, Lord God Almighty. Touch them, Lord God Almighty. Show us a bigger picture for Father God Almighty. For what is seen is temporal, and what is not seen is permanent, Lord God Almighty. Let us focus on what is not seen, what is permanent. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Good morning, church family. We hope that everyone is well and still keeping safe. We really thank God for the people that have recovered from the virus and for those that are still battling with it and the ones that have lost their loved ones during this time. We'd like to assure you that you continue to be in our thoughts and prayers during this emotional, trying and difficult time. So we are praying for you. You know, sometimes when there's a lot of things happening around us, we may find ourselves starting to despair. We may find ourselves starting to doubt. We may even find ourselves struggling to obey God's word simply because of the trying circumstances or the difficult circumstances that are surrounding us. But today, I would like to encourage us by taking, by taking us through a journey from a little bit of the Old Testament and the New Testament as well on the power of acting upon God's word, simply obeying his word. You know, there's so much power in God's spoken word, and we see that clearly in the beginning of creation. So let's read from Genesis chapter 1 from verses 1 to 3, and it reads as follows. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless 
and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the day, and the darkness he called the night. And there was evening, and there was morning, and the first day. And if you continue to read in this chapter, you know, he, he continues to also create. These verses are very well known to many of us, and yet they are packed with so much information. You know, firstly, when, when we read that, we see just how powerful God is. Because at his word, he actually spoke creation into existence. You know, at his word, he simply said, and there was. So bear in mind that you and I, we actually read this while it already exists. So it may just be a tad bit, you know, difficult for us to comprehend. But imagine, imagine with me that there was a time when the earth was actually formless, that there was a time when it was empty. And, when the, li and the light that we see today did not exist. Just have a picture of that, that it was empty, it was formless, and none of these things existed. And God actually called them into existence. That he said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let there be water under the heaven, and there, under the heavens, and there was water. And he said, let the earth bring forth grass, and grass emerged. So when God said, let there be, and everything that he called into existence actually came into being. When God created the heavens, when he created the earth, he didn't, he didn't create them out of something that already existed. No, he brought them into existence. And if you Google the word creation, it means to bring something into existence, which means something that had no prior existence, something that did not exist before. So in essence, God called the earth into existence from nothingness, you know, from nothing. Just at his word, imagine that, just at his word, he said, and there was. And this, the, and this is a verse in John 1 verse 3 that I feel like seals all of this. And this is how it reads. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And I like how the amplified version puts it. This is how it reads. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. And I hope by now we have, you know, an image or an idea of the power that lies in God's spoken word. You know, that all things were made by him and that without him, nothing was made that was made. So I, want, I felt that it was very important for us, you know, to just start with creation, to start at the beginning where it all started. And now that we have done that, let us now look into the New Testament. If you, if you study the New Testament, you realize that Jesus actually spoke a lot of things. You know, and when he spoke, miracles and wonders would happen. 
You know, when he said things, people would be healed. When he said you are healed, people would be healed, you know, and the deaf would hear. A lot of miracles and wonders would happen just from him simply saying something. And I'd like us to just go through the story that we find in Luke 5 of Peter and the disciples that is well known to many, you know. This is a story where they spent the whole night fishing, you know, and they did not catch anything. They were toiling throughout the night and they did not catch anything. And we catch up with that story in verses four to five and it reads as follows. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a, for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And I can only imagine the dilemma that Peter was actually faced with. You know, he might have thought that, Jesus, you're a good preacher, but I'm a good fisher. I'm the one who's in charge here. Let me do what I know how to do. Because here's the thing. Jesus, who is a carpenter, actually tells Peter, who is a good fisherman. You know, he gives him a command. He tells him what to do. And this is not just a command. It's not just any command, but it's one that defied common sense. It's one that did not make sense to him because according to his fishing experience there was much greater chance of them actually catching fish at night than right now so peter probably thought you know jesus did not give much thought into the fact that the previous night they had failed to catch fish you know and then you find him actually just kind of letting him know that you know in in case you don't know the previous night we actually tried and we caught nothing and it seems like you're just coming here and telling us what to do but then this is how he responds you know he did not say all of those this is just me going wild with my imagination but this is how he responds nevertheless at your word i will let down the net and here is what is clear based on the response that peter gave he acted on God's word. He acted on God's word when it did not make sense to him. You know, he went against his knowledge and experience of fishing. You know, he went against all of that and decided, I'm going to do what you're telling me to do right now, even though I know that I have the knowledge, I know that I have the experience. He had the willingness to do whatever the Lord says, no matter the cost, even when he did not understand even when he did not see how this thing is going to line up, but he went according to what the Lord told him to do at that instant. And I feel like this is what his response actually captures. And so after he let down the net, this is what the Bible tells us happened afterward. We find that in Luke 5 verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and the net was breaking. So today I would like to encourage us, I'd like to encourage us to obey God, to obey him immediately. Let us not wait for things to make sense. Let us not wait for things to, to line up. Let us not wait to see what's going to happen, you know, before and after. 
Let us just obey him now. Obey him today. Obey him immediately. And maybe there's things that he has commanded you to do in your life. Why don't you take God at his word? Why don't you just take him at his word and see what will happen? You know, you know when you decide that you're just going to obey God, when you decide that you're going to take him at his word, you may look like, you know, you may look like you don't know what you're doing. You may look like a fool among your peers. But why don't you just do that and see what can happen when you simply obey what God has spoken into your life? The word of God says that what is impossible before man is possible before him, meaning that the impossible becomes possible when God is in it. So a lot can happen. A lot can happen when we simply say, nevertheless at your word. A lot can happen when we simply say we're going to put our experience aside. We're going to put our knowledge that we have aside. But we are just going to trust on the word that you have given us. A lot can say, a lot can happen when you and I say, nevertheless, at your command, I will do it. Whether it makes sense to me now or later, whether I understand it or not, but nevertheless, at your word, I will do it. And we continue with the story in Luke from verses 6 to 7. We continue with the story of Peter, and it reads as follows. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. You know, a simple act of obedience can bring harvest in our lives. And we see that clearly demonstrated with Peter here and the disciples. Because just after they had acted upon God's word, they caught so much that the net even broke. They caught so much. There was just a lot of harvest simply because they obeyed God's command. They obeyed God's word there. And in the case of Peter and the disciples, all they needed to do is just to act on what God was telling them to do at that moment. And simply doing what God says you should do, how he says you should do it. And when he says you should do it, that right there is obedience. And you know, you look at some of the stories or accounts in the Bible when Jesus spoke things and things began to take shape, things begin to just happen. And I, I want us to just look at two stories. There's, there's a lot, but I want us to just focus on these two accounts today. And the first one is when Jesus heals a nobleman's son. And we find this in John chapter 4 from verses 46 all the way down. And as the Bible describes it, the nobleman, he went up to Jesus. You know, he implored with him. He, he begged him to come and heal his son because his son was so sick. But not just sick. He was sick to the point of death. And we catch up with that story in verses 50. It says, Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. And he went his way. 
So when this man returned home, he found that his son was indeed healed in the hour that Jesus said those words because he had to inquire to find out, you know, when was he actually healed? And when he inquired, he found out that he was healed in the time that Jesus said those words that go, your son now leave, lives. So Jesus spoke and this man's son got healed. So when you read the story, you realize that this man also had a responsibility. He had the responsibility of believing Jesus' word when he said, go, your son lives. And I am just wondering that do we believe in God's timing in our lives, that he can speak a word, you know, that he can just speak a word and our situation can change instantly. Our situation can just change right now from him just speaking a word in our lives. Do we believe that? And the second story that I want to look at, it's the story of Noah building an ark. And Sis Busi um, touched on the story last week for offering message. You know, Noah was given an instruction without knowing how God is going to pull this thing off without, you know, not necessarily getting a lot of details on how, how is this thing going to happen. He was given, you know, the dimension and stuff, but no food plan was given to him. All Noah knew was that he was to build an ark because there was a great flood that was coming, and this great flood was going to wipe all creation. This is, you know, what the picture that we get, that this is what he knew. And then we read in, Ge in Genesis, Genesis 7, verse 5, this is Noah's response. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And I'm not sure if we can fully comprehend the level of obedience that we see demonstrated by Noah. I mean, imagine if Noah tried to actually just kind of map out this whole thing, you know, if he tried to understand how it's going to work out. You know, he was probably going to end up losing his, his mind because it was never for him to understand at the first place. His role was just to act upon God's command that he had given him at that particular time. And we read in, in Hebrews 11 verse 7 that it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. You know, this verse reiterates to us how Noah built an ark when he had not seen anything, you know, by simply by simply obeying God's command. And isn't that what faith is? You know, just the evidence of things that are not yet seen. So have faith today and obey, in, and obey him. Have faith and believe and trust that whatever that he wants you to do, that he has your best interest at heart, that he has seen what the future looks like and that whatever that he's asking of you today is of your good. But sometimes we don't see because unfortunately we cannot see the future. But guess what? God can see where we are still going to go. He can see the next steps that we are going to, that we are going to step into. So he has the vision of the future that we don't have. So when he says, my child, I am commanding you to do this. 
Let us take him on his word. Let us trust in him because he has our best interest at heart. And as I conclude, I know that we are in a very difficult period, you know, with a lot of uncertainties, a lot of emotional stress that I myself have also felt in this period because a lot of things are not making sense. And you may be asking yourself, how can I take God's word while I'm in such a situation? How can I, how can I obey when there is, there is not a lot of things that make sense? They don't have to make sense. They don't have to just simply obey him at his word. Let me encourage you today that when you decide to be obedient, when you decide to obey God, you're not just obeying anyone. You're not just obeying, you know, your parent, your friend, your husband. No, but you're obeying the creator of the universe. You're obeying the one who created the earth. And he said, let there be and there was. You are obeying that person and he will surely honor that. So I'm not, I'm not sure what doesn't make sense in your life right now. I don't know what, what are your odds. You know, I don't know what, what are the difficult things that you're facing right now. But I would like to remind you that at Jesus' word, the sick are healed the blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, that at his word, the dead are raised. You know, he says, wake up little girl. And then, he, and then she wakes up. At his word, the dead are raised. At his word, hope will arise. At his, word, ho- at his word, hopelessness comes to an end. At his word, prayers will be answered. You know, at his word, what has been taken will begin to be restored just at Jesus' word, just at, at God's word. And I wonder, and I wonder if you and I have been completely obedient to God. You know, if we have been obedient to just that small whisper, if we, if we have been obedient to the calling and purpose that God has placed upon our lives. Have we been obedient to God with that? Have we been obedient to God with specifically what He has told us to do, you know, individually in your life? How you should conduct your life, how you should live your life. You know, I cannot emphasize enough the power of God's spoken word, you know. And when you read in, in Mark 4 verse 39, you realize that just at at his word the winds and the waves they actually ceased and they obeyed him and this is how it reads and he rose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm we are told here that the wind and the waves they actually obey him how much more you and I how much more you and I So obey God immediately. Believe and trust in his timing. And my prayer for you in all the areas of your life is that you would just trust in him and just take him upon his word and know that it doesn't have to make sense. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your word, 
that is active and alive, O Heavenly Father. Your word that is enriching. Your word that nurtures our spirit, O Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord, that, Father God, we may take you up on your word, Father. That whatever that you, you say into our lives, Father God, maybe there, there are things that you have spoken during the fasting and prayer week. Oh my God, I pray that we may be obedient, O Heavenly Father. That we may just be faithful servants that are just going to obey your word the word that you put upon our hearts my god that we may we may obey and walk in those footsteps oh heavenly father lord jesus i pray for each and every one lord jesus today who says that i i, I want to live an obedient life i want to live a life that is obeying god so heavenly father i just pray that you help us as we walk this journey oh heavenly father assure us oh lord jesus that that you see and you know all we have to do is just to follow and watch everything unravel and watch everything unfold heavenly father we pray for all of this in the mighty living name of jesus christ amen amen church family thank you so much for joining us and today, whether you're watching in the evening, in the morning, or in the afternoon, have a blessed week. See you next Sunday. We have unfortunately come to the end of the service today. And I don't know about you, but to me personally, that was a very uh, challenging message. You know, it was very challenging. Uh, obedience is a very challenging uh, subject, but it is also very important. So let me also encourage you. That as you obey God in little things, in small things, your confidence in God is going to grow until very soon you are able to obey Him even in big things. So start somewhere and start immediately. And now, let me just give you the benediction. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. It says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So take care, stay safe, and have a wonderful week.